A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich man Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. It's every Thursday, already know. a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, Gangster Rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, history enthusiasts, you get not one, but two events in history today. With that said, on with the show. Hi, I'm Eves, and welcome to This Day in History class, a show that uncovers history one day at a time. The day was January 29th, 1886. German engineer Carl Benz applied for a patent for what he called a vehicle with gas engine operation. Now, the patent wasn't granted until November, but once it was accepted, this day became the official date of the invention. And that patent, number DRP37435, registered with the German Imperial Patent Office in Berlin, would eventually be viewed as the birth certificate of the automobile. The Motorwagen, or patent motor car, was a three-wheeled carriage powered by a rear-mounted, single-cylinder, four-stroke engine. It had an output of nearly one horsepower, and the engine itself weighed about 220 pounds, or 100 kilograms. Benz had developed the automobile in 1885, a process that his wife, Bertha, financed with her dowry. At the time, there were other inventors working on creating a gas-powered automobile like Gottlieb Daimler and Willem Maybach. And Belgian engineer Jean-Joseph Etienne Lenoir had already made and demonstrated a motorized carriage years prior. So how did Benz and his invention come out on top? Well, Benz's vehicle wasn't revolutionary just because of its gas engine. Those have been around for decades, usually used to power industrial and farm machines. 
but most were huge and stationary. But by the late 1800s, engineers were toying around with the idea of using smaller, lighter internal combustion engines to power personal vehicles. In 1885, Daimler and Maybach created a motorcycle with an internal combustion engine. But Benz got his patent first. And Benz's invention was novel. The patent motor car's chassis, engine, and drive components were all integrated as a single unit. The wire-spoke wheels and solid rubber tires were Benz's designs. The automobile had an electric coil ignition, tubular steel frame, rack and pinion steering, two-passenger seating, and an evaporative cooling system. It went up to around 8 miles, or 13 kilometers, per hour. The Benz patent Motorwagen was more than just a horseless carriage. Benz had created the first practical automobile that was made to be powered by an internal combustion engine. So Carl Benz came to be known as the inventor of the modern car. But the road to the 1886 patent was a long one. Benz graduated from university in 1864 with a degree in mechanical engineering. While riding his bicycle, he began imagining a completely mechanized vehicle. But after he graduated, he did short stints at various construction and engineering companies that weren't really a perfect fit for him. So in 1871, he partnered with August Ritter in Mannheim, Germany, to open the Iron Foundry and Mechanical Workshop, which was later called the Factory for Sheet Metal Working Machines. Unfortunately, Ritter wasn't a great business partner, and that endeavor didn't last long. Benz paid Ritter off using his soon-to-be wife Bertha's dowry, and Carl and Bertha began running the company together. But business still wasn't so hot, and Benz turned his attention to developing two-stroke engines to bring in more money. Along the way, he picked up a lot more new patents, including ones for the battery-powered ignition system, gear shifter, spark plug, and clutch. But after the business became a public limited company, partners just wanted too much say in Benz's designs, and he left in 1883. In October of that same year, he founded Benz & Co. with Max Rose and Friedrich Willem Esslinger. Soon, the company had 25 employees, and finally Benz could dedicate his time to building a horseless carriage. And in 1885, the Motorwagen was on the road. Now, that's not to say it was perfect, of course. In its first trials, the automobile stalled and the drivetrain snapped. And once, Benz drove the wagon straight into the brick wall of his shop. But in July 1886, Benz took the vehicle for its first public drive, with his son holding a bottle of gas as he ran alongside his father. Even though this was surely entertaining, Nobody was really interested in buying the automobile yet. By 1887, Benz was on his third model of the car, but he still hadn't sold any. So Bertha again contributed to the company's success when she took a Model 3 Motorwagen on a trip from Mannheim to Forsheim with her sons. Her trip, which was over 50 miles long, was a publicity stunt, but it also brought some of the vehicle's problems to their attention and Benz was able to make several upgrades to the car. Benz began selling his cars in the summer of 1888, and between 1886 and 1893, about 25 of the Model 3 Motorwagens were built. 
And by the late 1890s, Benz & Co. had moved on to selling four-wheeled motorwagens. It would be a while before the automobile would be accepted widely, but the world was on its way toward the next era of transportation. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can subscribe to This Day in History class on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to producer Chandler Mays for all his audio work. We'll see you here in the same place tomorrow. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then... Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and sociopolitical factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastor on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC 
was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, the story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Eves, and you're listening to This Day in History Class, a podcast that proves history is always happening. The day was January 29, 1845. Edgar Allan Poe's narrative poem, The Raven, was first published. The Raven is now one of the most memorable English-language poems. Poe was an American writer born in Boston. He's best known for his short stories and poetry, but he also wrote a novel, play, and essays. His work is marked by mystery, horror, the macabre, and supernatural elements. He wrote detective fiction that laid the foundation for modern works in the genre. In the years leading up to 1845, Poe published many works, including The Fall of the House of Usher, The Pit and the Pendulum, The Mask of the Red Death, and The Telltale Heart. He worked for magazines like The Southern Literary Messenger, Burton's Gentleman's Magazine, and Graham's Magazine. His detective tales did earn him some money, but Poe was still struggling professionally and personally. Though he was being published and winning prizes for his work, a lot of his writing was going unnoticed, and he was not earning enough money to live comfortably. He also had a troubled relationship with alcohol, though it's unclear whether he was actually dealing with alcoholism. And his wife, Virginia, who was also his younger cousin, was getting more ill with tuberculosis. Affected by all of his misfortunes, he moved to New York in 1844. He began writing a weekly column for the Columbia Spy, and he became an editor for the New York Evening Mirror. He even managed to purchase a small house. And on January 29, 1845, The Raven was published in the Evening Mirror. Poe had spent four years writing and revising the poem. This time, his work was recognized. The Raven is about a narrator who is grieving over his lost love, Lenore. On a stormy December night, a raven that only says the word nevermore visits the narrator. In the end, the raven remains sitting above his room's door while the narrator lives in its shadow. The gloomy poem is made up of 18 six-line stanzas. In November of 1845, The Raven and Other Poems, a collection of Poe's poetry, was published. In his 1846 essay, The Philosophy of Composition, Poe described the choices he made in composing The Raven. He argued that brevity, methodical writing, and what he called the unity of effect are key to good writing. He wrote about why he chose to depict the bust of Pallas in the poem, how he chose the word nevermore purposefully, and how he wrote it to, quote, suit at once the popular and the critical taste. 
Though the poem garnered Poe fame, it was not a boon to him financially. He did publish other works, including the cask of Amatillado and an essay called Eureka, and many of his stories were translated and earned critical acclaim in France. But Poe's wife, Virginia, died in January of 1847. Though he formed more relationships, platonic and romantic, he too fell ill. Poe died in October of 1849. The cause of his death is unknown. The Raven inspired many later works and has been referenced throughout different mediums in popular culture. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. Want to impress your internet crush? Show them your history smarts by sharing something you learned on the show. Don't forget to tag us at TDIHC Podcast. Or if you want to get a little more fancy, you can send us an email at thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you tomorrow, same place. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really needs your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. Every Thursday, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.